magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 24th. It is five minutes after 10 and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall and my name is Casey Daniels. And let's talk about some football. The Colts are going to decide on a head coach soon. They're windling down their robust list of head coaching candidates and apparently they're going to have just a, a final group announced at some point this week. Yeah, and Casey, you know, one of the things I've learned as I've matured as a broadcaster is there are certain topics that will just get me in trouble if I talk about them on my own because, well, I'm incapable of doing things without raw emotion. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about things like the Colts, because, you know, I'm very angry that billionaire Jim Irsay and and Mitch Daniels teamed up to force me to pay higher taxes every year so we can have a free stadium. We need to bring an expert in to talk about the Colts because they are a big part of the city. They are a big part of the fabric of central Indiana, and we need a fair and balanced approach. And well, when we talk sports, we're talking about our friend Jake Query of 107.5-93.5, the fan. Mm -hmm. Jake, how are you? Listen, I actually would like to get an audio clip of that, so the next time I'm accused of being anything but fair and balanced, I was going to listen. Say I don't know that this is necessarily the barometer of the that I'm looking for, right? I mean, it's kind of a low bar there in terms of my objectivity, but I'm well, thank you. Okay, so let's talk about this coaching search. They have interviewed everyone but you, me, Casey, and Kevin at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like Oprah. Why? Yes, you, you get an interview. Why? What? What is you the? You get an interview. There's no way every single person they've interviewed, they said, "Boy, this person really could be the next coach of the." Colts, why are they doing this? Yeah, I think they're, they're, you know, the the NFL has changed their rules a little bit. For those that are unfamiliar, in the NFL, when you are going, undergoing a coaching search, usually that means that your team has been eliminated. There are other teams whose seasons are ongoing. And it used to be that you had to wait until all teams' seasons were complete before you could talk to them. So in other words, San Francisco, if they're still alive, you can't talk to any coaches Mm. of San Francisco until they're eliminated. Yeah. Those rules have been changed now where you can talk to assistant coaches of franchises who still have games during windows of the week. So that has led to what appears to be this kind of onslaught of interviews that are taking place because it's more condensed because they all can take place in a one or two week window, whereas it used to be that you'd have to stretch that out over a month or so. So were these other guys, the guys in the beginning, whatever, was it just like for fun, we got to fill time, we don't have anything to do? I mean, what, is, that, is that what that was about? No, I mean, how many of these guys question. are legitimate candidates? A very fair question. And the question that I've had is how many of these people actually, you know, this isn't the type of, kind of job where they posted it on LinkedIn and then somebody's like, you know, I, I applied for the job mm. and then they saw it. They're reaching out, I think, it's as much exploratory on both sides, yeah. right? Hey, we'd like to talk to you to see if you have interest in this. Then you go from that to narrow it down to, okay, here are those that that legitimately feel like they're interested in this job. And they would narrow that down to five. It is a wider cast net than we've seen in the past. I think that's it's like a net from Jaws. It is. And, and I think it's a little exhausting, quite frankly. But I think what the Colts are doing is one of two things, Rob, and it would be disingenuous for me to say for certain that I know which way it goes. But they are either, A, casting as wide a net as possible because they want to make sure they get this hire right 
And if the owner, Jim Irsay, is hell-bent on getting Jeff Saturday as the full-time head coach, they want to be able to say, we exhausted every option and he still was the best candidate. Or B, Chris Ballard does not want Jeff Saturday as the head coach, and so therefore he is covering all bases to be able to say, look, folks, I did everything I could to offer as many options as possible, and yet the owner is still convinced this is the guy, but I did my job. Okay, so you mentioned Jeff Saturday, and what about the special teams coordinator also getting an interview? And is if one of them ends up getting the job and not the other... Does the other stay, or does that create like animosity between them because they both wanted the same gig? No, isn't the, isn't the guy's question. name Bubba? Isn't that his name? Bubba Ventrone. Yes, yeah. Bubba. Yes. How do you not pick a guy named Bubba? Uh, I, I <laughs> would, his birth name. Although Jim Bob Cooter, who was also an assistant coach in the <laughs> past, if we were going up names, that's the guy, right. 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 Uh, to answer your question, a very good one, Casey. I think that Jeff Saturday, because he was not in the building and was not a regular part of the franchise. If Jeff Saturday is not hired as the head coach, then I don't think that he stays on in a coaching capacity. Now, there is still the possibility he could work in a front office role, but I think that Jeff Saturday, once he got kind of exposed to the the head coaching, um, everything that went into it, I think he really would like the job. And I think that Jeff Saturday is very interested in the job, and that's his focus now. A front office position maybe he would revisit later but for right now he's laser focused on the head coaching position and i think that whoever does become the head coach then probably including if it were jeff saturday they would then bring in a lot of assistance so we would see what happens although ventron's yeah. very highly thought of. yeah but you don't think if jeff saturday gets the job do you think bubba's like well i'm out of here no i i do think that bubba ventron probably would be realistic about that and because he has an existing relationship i could see them I think Saturday would reach out to him, do you want to be here? And that offer would be given to him. And it would not surprise me if he was retained in the same position because Ventrone, I think, was realistic about the likelihood. Sometimes there's that courtesy, right, of we're going to give you the interview just because down the road mm-hmm. you may be a head coaching, you know, it, it gets like you practice, right? Helps you Correct. practice. Yeah. And you Correct. can say, I interviewed for the whatever. Correct. Yeah. Jake Queries, our guest, 1075 93.5, the fan uh, morning show. Uh, okay. So I'm a Bears fan, and I feel like the Indianapolis Colts will probably give the Bears everything they want to move up, including up to three first round draft picks. Am I way off on that? I feel like the Colts are so desperate and they totally tipped their hand in that Ballard postseason press conference that the Bears, if they're patient, could just name their price and enter sale do it. If the Bears are going to move out of the number one spot, then I think the Colts are a likely partner for them to make that trade because of the relationship Ballard has with people in the front office in Chicago. The Colts have the fourth pick. The Bears have the first pick. To move up three spots, theoretically, you'd have to give them your four, right? So this year's first, probably another year's first-round pick and a second-round pick. I think that would probably do it to move up those three spots. Uh, just depends on, for Chicago, what other teams are willing to offer. Somebody that's further back in the draft, for example, if they're 28th and they want to move up to number one, they're going to have to offer probably multiple-year number one picks and that might be more enticing to Chicago. But I think for the Colts, it would be this year's pick, a future first round, and probably a second round. As well. Okay, before we let you go, on your morning show, I was listening as I was driving in today, and you and Kevin brought back some memories for me. You mentioned uh, fond experiences at the Holodome. For oh, yeah. those people who may <laughs> not have lived here for a long time, can you explain what the Holodome was and why it was the greatest thing in the history of ever? Uh, the Holodome was essentially the late 70s, early 80s version of the Great Wolf Lodge, except for on a much lesser scale. It was that like Kmart would be to Target. 
Um, it was a Holiday Inn which featured any various form of people that probably were potentially dangerous. Um, and then like indoor water slides that were likely uh, like a hazmat, you know, disaster. But it was fun, right? And it was a bunch of kids running around and you met like, you know, you, you, you go down the slide and you meet some kid that also was there spending a weekend from like Paris, Illinois. And you're yeah. like, oh man, I met a kid from Paris over the weekend. It was awesome. It was back before we knew what you know life was just simpler yeah man. we were entertained by more simple things i had totally forgotten about the holodome and you mentioned that and you were reminding oh, man, me that those, you stop were, on the way home and you get like ice cream at Farrell's yeah. and like the weekend is good yeah there, and there was one in columbus right <laughs> yeah columbus indiana had one that was steamed like the 1920s they had like model t cars and and like I, you know i mean if you were really lucky you went to one that also had like cavernous like cave type <laughs> motif we were so simply entertained right? i had just totally forgotten about go that to the that cave was... at the children's museum and spend hours thinking i was in kentucky yeah that was that was great <laughs> jay query 1075 93.5 the fan thank you my friend all right see you guys it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Just a, just a good day, isn't it? It's Harry Chapin Day here with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. How could you not love this? care what age you are this is just beautiful music it's wonderful i'm glad it's making you happy and putting a smile on your face it is 16 minutes after 10 you know i'm not going to use the phrase suck the joy out of my soul mm-hmm. but the sternness with which you said that <laughs> and there was complete dis- a complete dismissiveness in your eyes did i remind you of your mom or something i just i'm just telling you that you know this is bringing me joy i what what am i doing no you just you know what you did <laughs> no no just because you have some weird affinity with harry chapin and i'm i'm not at that level i'm sorry i'm not there i know you don't like to think during your music you just want to be a lazy consumer <laughs> of musical content mm-hmm. yeah and look in an era in which we are both Rubbing off on Kevin, mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow you to ruin him like that. <laughs> Kevin will be with the hits a thinking man's musician. Okay, period. You know, it's really interesting because they say that men go with the beat of the song and women like the lyrics, but I find that we're kind of opposite. Well, here's what I found at a very young age, Casey, <laughs> is most of these guys mm-hmm. were completely full of crap. <laughs> Okay, yeah. and it took me a little while to actually figure mm-hmm. out like your love life does not end up like the guy in Born to Run. Like that's not how it ever mm-hmm. works out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in your twenties especially, there are a whole bunch of women who want to believe that that's the way it works out. Like there are a whole bunch of women who want to believe life is like the bread song diary. And if you'll just embrace that. Yeah, see, you're laughing because you know what I just said. Because you're making references to bread. Well, and here's the thing. Yeah. Men of my generation, and Mm -hmm. now certainly like Kevin is, you know, 10-ish years younger than me, Mm -hmm. they've not got no basis of sentimentality Mm -hmm. whatsoever. 
Yeah, yeah. women basically want a Hallmark movie yeah. in the lyrical form. Exactly. And so if you are willing to embrace <laughs> and celebrate mm-hmm. the sentimentality of people like a Springsteen or a Jackson Brown or a Harry Chapin or a Dan Fogelberg, you will end up with a markedly large advantage as you enter the social sphere because you will be able to offer things that no other person can offer. I'm just curious, where does this come from with you? Because you are markedly younger than I am. So why do you know? I mean, not that much. Well, you know. (laughs) uh, Why do you know all of these older songs? Well, my- I mean, they're not, it's it's not like you grew up with them on the radio. Here's the thing. I, I think, and I've thought about this for a long time. My parents insisted that I have as joyless a childhood as possible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> childhood trauma. There it is. <laughs> you will love Harry Chapin. What the hell is he talking about? You'll figure it out later. And here's the thing. My parents, I am very grateful to them because I had experiences with members of the opposite sex that I never should have based on the fact that I make about $9 an hour working in radio. Mm -hmm. And I owe that to my ability to have Mm -hmm. embraced Mm -hmm. what was the lyrics and ideas found in this music. So without knowing that they were doing that, my parents were giving me a giant head start Mm -hmm. on life. They were trying to help you out. Dad knows best after all. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, Mike. Good morning. It is 20 minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's talk about Jeff Bezos and what he's got going on. So the Amazon founder is reportedly ready to cash in on the Washington Post. You know, he owns the newspaper. And instead, he wants to take that money and buy the Washington Commanders. Okay, so I have two questions for you on this. No, And this is the first, first part of this. Uh, okay. If you had the ability to buy anything, mm-hmm. is there anything you would enjoy buying? Well, sure. There's lots of things I'd enjoy, enjoy buying. Well, the reason I ask this is part- most likely, you know, grown adult toys, well, uh, cars, but w- motorcycles, okay, but, that sort of thing. But again, and again, maybe this is because I work in this business, and you have to save three weeks just to go to Walmart mm-hmm. to buy your groceries, right? But part of getting something for me has always been the Working effort, that, the effort that goes into getting it. Now, certainly Jeff Bezos obviously worked to make his money. I don't think anybody's saying that. But if you achieve such wealth mm-hmm. that you never have to make a choice, like should I A or should I B? It's I can A, B, C, or D. It's like, here's a great example. When I was a kid, I used to collect old wrestling videos. And you couldn't find them anywhere other than if you went to a video store and could convince the manager of the video store, you'll no longer rent this wrestling pay-per-view from five years ago. Just sell it to me for $5 and you'll make more money. Mm-hmm. Then you had it, but you couldn't get it anywhere else. So I'd watch them over and over and over and over again. And I loved watching them. Yeah. Now that there's a WWE network where I can watch these same things whenever I want, mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore because right. there's no effort involved in it. Correct. It's just click the button and, and I go watch it. So would you enjoy those things as much if you could just have everything? No, I think anything that is earned yeah. is better. Right. Okay. Yeah. Second part of this, if indeed Jeff Bezos tries to buy the Washington Commanders, mm-hmm. he would be buying it from a guy named Daniel Snyder. Mm. Now, Daniel Snyder is another infinitely wealthy person, mm-hmm. but has had multiple instances in which his character or judgment 
etc has been called in to question well you're saying that really nice i mean he's being investigated by the league over accusations of sexual assault and financial malpractice oh okay look i'm just trying to be very fair and balanced because everyone's innocent until proven guilty sure also, at the same time, speaking of wrestling, Vince McMahon mm-hmm. is rumored to be selling World Wrestling Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, yeah. these whether it's the Washington Commanders or it's the World Wrestling Entertainment, these businesses will fetch billions of dollars. And so what does it say about our society that in the case of Vince McMahon and in the case of Daniel Snyder, you can be allegedly a pretty sketchy individual who allegedly does pretty sketchy things and not only are you not punished the end result is you become infinitely wealthy what well, does that say about our country well they have to live with themselves well but I, trust me Vince McMahon has no they problem in the history of ever living with himself and I'm pretty sure the same thing is true for Daniel Snyder yeah well there's there's good people and bad people all over the place in all walks of life not just billionaires I mean just because these guys are allegedly making poor choices the only reason we know about it is because they have money. Right. There's plenty of people out there who are making poor choices who don't have the fame and fortune that they do. Because we just what, don't hear about them. Because, like, when I was growing up, I was taught, you, you treat others as you would like to be sure, treated. You, the you golden know, rule. The do unto others as you would have, mm-hmm. you know, do unto you, et cetera. And that's great. But really, we see in society being a fairly cutthroat person who is willing to maybe not have the respect for others that they deserve, that are willing to put your boot on others if it elevates you, who are willing to treat other people like garbage, those people keep getting rewarded. Like, think about if we go back to the financial collapse of 2008. Overwhelming amount of those CEOs, many of them who are involved in really crappy decisions, sometimes intentionally crappy decisions, ended up not only not end up in prison, mm-hmm. they ended up with gajillion dollar, what do they call them, golden parachutes. Mm-hmm. This just keeps happening in our society in which really crappy people or people who we perceive to be really crappy people keep getting rewarded for being really crappy people. So it, I would think it makes it hard for you to instill in a younger person, hey, you do right by others and eventually it'll you know it'll all come back to you you just treat others how you want to be treated and you know the, the that's who gets rewarded that's really outside of your own strong moral compass and a belief in something higher than yourself that's not a great sales pitch that works very much anymore because it keeps playing out where that doesn't happen. Well, you're talking about the eroding of the morality of yes, America. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about that a lot. I mean, Micah mentions that, who we're going to have on later in the show, where people don't want to bring religion into government. And why not? Right. Why oh. not? Why? What's the problem? Okay. Let's take a break. We've got voicemails coming up. Mm-hmm. And Casey, yeah. yesterday... I had a conversation with a politician that I would like to talk briefly about yeah. because when people do the right thing, and we say this all the time on this show, you're so negative about everyone. If they give us a reason to be positive, we will be positive. And a politician did something yesterday that I have immense respect for, and I would like to talk about that. Okay. 
We have a lot of phone calls to get through as oh, well. Oh, we do have. It's a, It's going to be an action-packed segment. And most importantly, it'll kick off with Harry Chapin. Oh, boy. Please tell me the Moon Lady didn't call back. <laughs> well, somebody called back about the Moon Lady. And here's the thing. I know I every day I say that's going to be the end of it. But I just... People love this Moon Lady conversation. <laughs> okay. And I got to give the people what they want. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Now you can see I'm not no fancy pants, but everyone has pride, and especially since this lovely lady's sitting by his side. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number. You look concerned. Well, my headphones weren't working there, and I was like, what is going on? Oh, yeah, you look very confused. Well... There we go. Sorry. I'm He's still bit- playing Harry Chapin. I know. Yeah, it's did you, okay, Did you Rob. hear the bump song? That was actually a request from someone in the chat. What? Yeah. Somebody requested that? Yeah. Of all the Harry Chapin songs, it wasn't like Mr. Tanner or Cats in the Cradle. No, they, they requested that one, and I honored Kevin, the request. Kevin, <laughs> if somebody wants requests, <laughs> uh, they, our sister station is available, mm-hmm. B1057. They probably have some Harry Chapin in there. We are not a request line. You know who requests the songs? We. Us. Yeah, I guess that is a pretty bad <laughs> sign if uh, Rob Kendall is disappointed. Well, we only had eight. We only had eight opportunities here today, or nine opportunities today, Kevin. Yeah. And oh, we just we just have punted one. Well, it was either that or Rupert Holmes. <laughs> it was just a three and out on that one. So uh. <laughs> yeah, I think from now on, no matter what day it is, if it's Harry Chapin Day or Kinks Day or uh, whoever, oh, you still is- need to play the regular open for the voicemails. I okay. can. I can agree to that. That's fine. Yeah, like, no, let, I think that's let, fair. Let's stick with it. Also, okay. this is the last day. We're not doing this theme thing anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it at the is it the Kevin and is it the Kevin show that I was unaware? I'm, I'm done with this theme thing. I mean, no. Harry Chapin Day is cool, but after that, it's wow. He just told you, didn't he? Um, He's got producer money. I'm gonna it. forget I heard that. Uh, before we get to the voicemails, yeah. I had a conversation yesterday mm-hmm. with a want-to-be politician. I guess you are. Are you a politician if you're just running? Are you a polit- Do you have to be an elected person to be a politician? Interesting question. Um, I'm going to say you're a wannabe because okay. you're not officially a politician okay. yet. Okay, a person who would like to be a politician. Mm-hmm. And we say on this show all the time that if people give us something good to talk about in government, mm-hmm. that I will gladly, we will gladly talk about it and on the rare confused accidental acts of government accountability or taxpayer advocacy or whatever that break out at any form of government we try to showcase those they are just so rare and this happened yesterday and i wanted to give this person credit and that is eric doden okay so this is the fort wayne businessman who wants to be our governor yes he ran the IEDC, who we just had a rather animated conversation mm. about with Nikki Kelly yesterday, yeah. under Pence. And Eric Doden, uh, yes, he lives up in Fort Wayne. He has raised like a gajillion. He's a guy nobody knows about, but he's got a gajillion business contacts, apparently, because he's raised like a gajillion dollars, mm-hmm. which means he will be a player in the governor's Republican primary for governor. So he will have enough money. You will get tired of seeing his face. He has that much money. And his first rollout for his plans for governor was that stupid mm-hmm. idea to like basically eliminate all taxes for teachers. Right. And if it, they had teached for 20 years or more in the right. state they of Indiana. Get all, you, teachers yep. were better than you. And I I mean, just full disclosure, I ripped the guy's ass because yeah, it was did. stupid. Mm-hmm. Teacher is not better than you. Right. And we were not kind to him. 
And this dude, I give him credit, and full disclosure, Micah was the conduit on this. Mm-hmm. He reached out and said, I want to meet with Rob. He went in the lion's den, huh? He said, I want to meet with Rob. I want to talk to Rob. Okay. And he was fully aware of what we had said. He was fully aware of my opinion of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to talk about exactly what we discussed in detail, but I will tell you that for basically an hour, he sat there and largely listened, and I told him the things, and you know, nothing that we don't talk about on this show every day. But I'll tell you this, Casey, I gave the dude the blueprint to become the governor of the state of Indiana. When he walked to that meeting, if he would listen to what I told him, Mm -hmm. he has the ability to become the governor of the state of Indiana, given the money he has. Now, whether he uses the advice or not, because there's a lot of people who have a vested interest in the things that we stand for here, not becoming the thing, because it doesn't benefit them, it benefits the people. Now, so whoever wins out in that conversation, I don't know. But I will give that guy credit because that's the way it should be. We weren't kind to him in the sense of his policy that we thought was really bad. We talked about it. He didn't run from it. Mm-hmm. He didn't badmouth us behind closed doors. He picked up the phone and said, all right, mm-hmm. let's have a conversation about mm-hmm. it. Now, this is not an endorsement of the guy. I have no idea what kind of candidate he's going to be. But I do know mm-hmm. that in one hour, he did things that basically every single person in that state house will not do, including my own elected people like uh, John Crane, my senator, mm-hmm. who has told his people, do not engage with Rob Kendall. Eric Doden did more. He listened I told him the things that we talk about on the show every day. Did you guys talk about property taxes? Well, I'm not going to tell you exactly what we talked about, but we talked about the things we talk about on this show okay. every single day. Because That's a yes. It was an off-the-record conversation, and uh-huh. that was agreed to. But I will tell you, mm-hmm. he sat there and he listened. Mm-hmm. And that is what these lawmakers should be doing. They should be listening. That's what Eric Holcomb should be doing. Instead, people like me got called a human Petri dish while Malik Mohammed gets a VIP meet and greet. Those people at 200 West Washington are not listening to the people. They're listening to the donors. They're listening to the lobbyists. They're listening to the government people. They are not putting the people first. And I was at least, for one hour of my life, cautiously optimistic there is someone who might at least listen. Now, we'll see what he does over Mm -hmm. the next two, three months. We'll Mm -hmm. find out if he took what I told him to heart. Because there is a path for this unknown guy to be governor. He has enough money, but he's, he, he, so we'll see. But I just wanted to give credit to that because when people do the right thing, they should be commended because he didn't have to do that. Okay. A couple of things about this. Can, can we talk about oh, this sure. for just a second? Okay. You, you're a man of integrity. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think that. You're funny. I, I have called on you to help me on a personal level uh, a few times since we've known each other and you have been there a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. Am, I am in real life the polar opposite of what you hear on this radio so, station. <laughs> but my question for you, Rob, is was he really listening to you or was he trying to smooth things over so that he could get good publicity? I, I don't know. But the, the, if he doesn't do any... if. This this conversation we're having right now is going to elect him governor because I'm not coming out saying everybody should vote for him. No, but I'm asking the question that I think our listeners are probably asking, like, oh, okay, well, you you know, you went and you sat down. Was he just trying to smooth it over so you'd quit bashing him on the air? Or were you really engaged in having a conversation that he is listening to? And that's a fair question. And I told him directly, I said, if you keep doing stupid stuff, 
win stupid prizes. You know, yeah. I'm not. This is not an endorsement. This is not your policies. These politicians' policies is what we judge them on. If Mike Braun called me tomorrow and said, "I want to sit down and talk with you," I would have the same conversation with him. I would have the same conversation with Suzanne Kraft. Now, those would be different conversations because they have done things as elected people differently that I find yeah. highly egregious, and so we would have a different conversation. But that is what people should be doing. There is no reason to fear me. The fact that those Republicans down there fear us is a, they are a joke. Those people in elected office are petrified of us. I know. I've heard it from the people who work for them. I've, they are scared to death of us, and that is pathetic. We are radio people. We, but, we, but we are the voice of so many people. With a platform, which is what makes them nervous. So I will give him credit for taking the initiative and reaching out to you and yeah, that wanting, happened. Wanting to hear what you had to say, so that is good. And, and nobody died, nobody was injured. Right. Uh, Michael was there as a witness, mm-hmm. so nobody could say, nobody threw the first punch. It mm-hmm. was fine. Everybody walked out in one piece. Our job, Casey, is to hold these people accountable. And when they do bad things, like say, I don't think teachers should pay taxes. Well, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. So we're certainly going to talk about that. But when they do good things, like say, hey, I want to know why you think that's stupid. What would you do instead? Mm-hmm. We're going to give credit for that. Right. I, I, I will say one thing, though. I think he's pulling just a bit of a Destiny Wells on this because he called Rob Kendall, and the show is called Kendall and Casey. I'm, well, not, I'm not bitter that, at all. Well. I'm not bitter. Look. <laughs> it's cool. It's all good. <laughs> yes. If also, if you want want to, I didn't really want to go. I just wanted to be invited so I could say no. I'm busy. If you, uh, <laughs> if you, <laughs> all right. We, uh, yes. Casey is really the glue that holds this show Let's together. Let's move on. Let's okay. do some voicemails. Phone calls. Uh, we yesterday had yeah. a lengthy conversation about Buzz Aldrin marrying a woman who is 30 years younger than him. Right. Buzz Aldrin, 93. His new bride, 63. Yes. And so. I'd forgotten because you and the lady before you look similar <laughs> who I had this conversation with right that there was a a long-standing theory a on, formula yeah on whether it was inappropriate or what not inappropriate but whether someone was too young for you and you were looking at me like what you are said you said I had some formula on human decency well <laughs> it's like I've got a lot of different things you know the not that women all run together for me it sure. just, you know it, it, not to any way demean <laughs> what you bring to the table here uh but I get no I, Eric Donardi did that go <laughs> ahead <laughs> okay so I um Somebody did confirm to me it was the previous uh, co-host okay. uh, who had the theory and what it was in it and and that yes that is makes great. sense for both of us here, here we go okay Rob I was just listening to your discussion about age gap and everyone knows the formula is half your age plus seven so at 30 years old you go half 15 plus seven is 22 so if you're 30 the youngest you can go for is 22 at 93 you go half that age which whatever it is 45 six so you know yeah that's fine so it's half your age plus seven years that's your formula for age gap. Have a good day. Huh. Okay. That's a good uh, good formula there. I am still not in compliance. <laughs> <laughs> You're not following the formula. It's okay. Um. <laughs> you don't... <laughs> 
Uh, you fine. just did that math just yeah, now, didn't fine. you? It's okay. Uh, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. Uh, okay, uh, Moon, the conversation about the moon. I am. I, I am. <laughs> yeah, you are in compliance. Just to be clear. Yes. Is, uh, is Moon Lady back? No, Moon Lady is not back, but people are enamored with how ridiculous the Moon Lady is, who is still hung up on this idea that the moon does not rise in the east and set in the west. <laughs> she called back yesterday and was adamant with some bizarre thing about multiple moons and the way the moon was moving, and people cannot get enough of this conversation. So even though I would like nothing more than just to end this thing and put myself out of the misery, we serve the people, mm-hmm. and the people want to talk about the moon. Hey, guys. I just heard the moon lady on the mashup. Um, she's well, she's crazy. But anyway, the moon does orbit west to east, but it comes up in the east and sets in the west. There's not two moons. Um, that's why you see a sliver in the west early, and then later you see a quarter, and later you see a full, then you see the full coming up later and later, and then eventually it's turning into a sliver that you see in the morning because it does orbit west to east but it comes up in the east and it sets in the west who knew that our listeners were such experts on the moon yeah I, I, the only place there's two moons is on Tatooine uh, but <laughs> you could see Venus in the sky last night did you go out and do that? or Well, it was very bright. I mean, your house is like nine stories. So you're practically touching the sky. <laughs> sure. Um, your house does go straight up, and it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. It's only three floors. Yeah, but it feels like a, it feels like a, a mansion. <laughs> like It's like cavernous when you walk no. in it. No, it does what, not. What sort of contract did this lady negotiate? Yeah. Um, okay, one last call. We got, again, on a conversation about eggs yesterday. Uh-huh. Right. And I was unaware that chickens laid different sized Eggs, right? The large and the jumbo makes sense because all these years at the store, I've seen large eggs, mm-hmm. which that would make sense that it would have to come from a chicken. <laughs> uh, but th- th- then you got on how there were different what colors of eggs mm-hmm. and sizes of eggs, right. and uh, they, and the question was, do and people are smuggling eggs? Do you have to get a larger chicken to lay larger, larger eggs? eggs. Uh, somebody called about the eggs. There are different chicken breeds that lay larger eggs. Well, as you also white chickens lay white eggs, and brown chickens lay brown eggs. Um, Leghorns, ASA Browns, uh, Rhode Island Reds, those are all breeds. Opelmeyer, there's there's quite a few different breeds, but they've been bred for hundreds of years to lay big eggs. And there are also chickens bred to lay little eggs as well as blue eggs. What? Hey, Casey, you're awesome. Love you. Bye. I had no idea there were blue eggs. I did not, I did not know. The only blue did. eggs I've seen are from uh, Robin's. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I'm not eating those. <laughs> and why would you want a little egg? Are they sweeter? I don't know. Or smoother or silkier? There it. must be a taste difference if there's a need for it. You need to find an egg. egg. Oh, far, I bet Farmer Ryan would know. We'll ask Farmer Ryan, because Farmer Ryan's got something else he wants to come on and talk about. We'll have Farmer, Farmer Ryan on sometime By soon. the way, you know I had the rooster that lived next to me yeah. that used to crow uh-huh. all the time? Oh, yeah. I don't think the rooster lives there anymore. Oh, was it a choice or by force? I don't know. Uh, real quick before we go, because Hammer's coming in next. Okay. We did have something with Beach Grove that I want to talk to Hammer about when he comes in next. So let's play that phone call real quick. Hey, love your show. Uh, there is a buffet at the Pizza Hut in Beach Grove. <gasps> Closer to you. Hey. Thanks. Bye. I wonder if Hammer's ever been there. 
So we have to ask him about yeah. that when he comes in because he's in next. So I want to know if the Pizza Hut, because the people called yesterday were just going on and on and on about the Danville Pizza Hut buffet. Right. So I want to know if Hammer has ever been to the Beach Grove Pizza Hut buffet. Okay, and we also have to ask him about the DeMar Hamlin uh, yes. conspiracy yes, that's yes, yes. going on. Hammer's next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Something about her was familiar. Yeah, it's good I stuff right there. I swear I've seen her face before. I know this Harry Chapin yeah. song. I'm so excited. I'm sure it's a hit. Yes. Finally, it's Kevin, actually, you're playing the hit. Yeah, enjoy this while you're playing. Thank you. Because it's the last day Woo. we're doing. This is the last theme day. <laughs> Kevin made a call. Good for him. He, he, he's putting himself out there. He's taking charge. Tax, taxi is probably mm-hmm. top five love songs of all time. It is 1050. Hammer's in the studio with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You play whatever crap Nickelback you want to play on your show. Leave me alone. Hey, Nickelback's coming to concert. Did you tell uh, Nigel? Oh, he already knew. He knew. He has the advance email. That lets him yeah. know before rubes like us all know. I think uh, August 19th, maybe? Maybe is when they're going to be at Ruoff. And again, it's not a bit, you know, it's not like we're making fun of him or whatever. He legitimately yeah. will mm-hmm. support and go to concerts. He loves Nickelback. I want to know what the hell's on Joey's head, too. You, <laughs> you had a great idea that maybe we should just follow him around with like a GoPro at the Nickelback concert or something. Right. Now, Nigel will tell you that when you go to a Nickelback show, there's a lot of hot chicks there. So maybe that would be fun, but... I had a question of whether or not the Nickelback crowd is political, right? Because Nickelback, I think they're Canadian, are they not? Um, So at least Chad Kroger is, I believe, the front man. So if you go to a Nickelback show and you're wearing a Ron DeSantis Mm t-shirt, like what kind of reactions Mm. do you get? Is everybody going to leave you alone? Is everybody going to be like, boo, or they high five you? Yeah. I think we should make Nigel go in an I was there January 6th t-shirt. See what happens. (laughs) Test the theory. (laughs) We'll find out real quick. (laughs) Jorts. And an I was there January 6th t-shirt. And a, and a Trump 2024 hat. He's got a big t-shirt that says, I stand behind Alec Baldwin because I don't want to stand in, in front, front of, of him. him. Yeah. Hey, you texted me something last night and my mind was blown by this. There are people, and this is not like just like one or two, there's a ton of people who do not who do not believe DeMar Hamlin is still alive. Yeah. No, there are DeMar Hamlin truthers that believe he's dead. And it's an imposter that's being sent to football games and mm-hmm. things like that. So he's the Bills guy who, yeah. who was basically dead on the field. They revived him, brought him back. And now there are people who are saying that this is some sort of like Saddam Hussein had like a body double or what? Yes. And honestly, the broadcast this past weekend did not do any favors Mm -hmm. because it was nothing but grainy shots far away when he arrived in the golf cart. You know, it was a hoodie, sunglasses on, Mm -hmm. and like a scarf over his face. So they didn't really do themselves any favors. But I find it hard to believe that this many people could keep a secret. Yeah, that's right, because you would have to have, like, his parents would have to be in on it. The The hospital staff, the doctors, and more than anybody else, Cole Beasley of the Bills, who is a 
well-known anti-vaxxer in the NFL. And although he's never really came out and said it, he's kind of a MAGA guy. Oh, yeah. So he's been kind of targeted by media and people like that. There's no way that dude is keeping the secret and carrying the water for Big Pharma and the NFL if that were the case. Do you think that DeMar is playing into this? Because if he is aware of this and he showed up the game, he had his hood down over far over his eyes and his right. face is covered. Is he like feeding this? Beast? Maybe. And listen, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But again, I'm sitting on the can last night and I'm scrolling through Twitter <laughs> and I'm looking at all these truthers. And they're saying if you've had that much CPR, mm-hmm. there's a chance either your ribs have been broken or they're really sore. You're not doing get the crowd fired yeah, up a couple weeks right. removed from that type of situation. I don't know if that's true or not, but when I'm sitting there pinching off a number two, it made for fascinating reading. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, These people do a huge disservice to society, don't they? I mean, the idea that this guy is not alive, I mean, that's ridiculous. I I do think there is something suspicious about them not telling us anything about, like, what happened to him. Right. You're 100% right with that. And But again, man, you go down that rabbit hole, people are finding, like, I don't know if it's fake or what, these like notifications of deaths of uh, DeMar Hamlin in Pennsylvania, and it's crazy. These are the same people that are your 9-11's an inside job, that Elvis is alive, uh, all those types of conspiracy theories, but the new one is DeMar Hamlin is is dead. Mm, He's got a body double. You have a game for us to play? So, we haven't done this in a while. It's a game we've done on our afternoon show from time to time. It's called Hit the Post. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, Casey, Mm -hmm. as someone who uh, most recently of the group in the studio jocked the hits as a music DJ, explain what hitting the post means. Okay, so every song has an intro, an instrumental part, and hitting the post is stop talking before the vocals come on. Right. So if you've listened to your favorite music station and you hear the DJ talking, they stop right before the lyrics kick in. Mm -hmm. That's called hitting the post. Yeah. So we're all going to do one here, and then Kevin's going to be the judge of who does it the best. Okay? I feel terrible about this because I, I, you got to just do this from memory, right? You're not going to tell me. Because on when you're hitting the post now in modern radio, there's a program there's that'll a tell you. It'll right. tell you right. you've got 18 seconds left or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you're not giving us that. No, but I'm giving you, Rob, because I know you are probably the one that has done this the least of everybody in the studio. I'm going to give you a Bruce Springsteen song that's popular. That's so I know be, that you gonna, know I'm going to be embarrassed because I'm trying to do it from memory and I could sing the song that I think I'm going to get to you word for word, but I, I don't know. I'm just right, pretty embarrassed so myself. Casey, you're going to go first, and okay. I'm going to give you Def Leppard's photograph. Okay. okay. And we're going to pretend like WIBC here is a music station. Yeah, okay. All right, Kevin, fire away. Casey, go. 93 WIBC, it is Indies Mobile News. Good morning, it is 1056. My name is Casey Daniels. Partly cloudy, high of 35 today. There is that winter storm warning in effect for this afternoon. Driving tomorrow may be risky. Take your time. Commercial Free Tuesday rolls on with Def Leppard. Yeah! Whoa! Whoa! Like a boss! <laughs> wow! That was unbelievable. Dude. I'm, I'm nervous. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> that was money in the bank. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So if I'm going classic rock. What, what's I, your song? I'm going Van Halen. I'm okay. a Van Halen guy. Yeah, yeah. And unlike my partner in the afternoon, I'm a David Lee Roth Van uh-huh. Halen guy. You're he's, real Van Halen. He's Van Hagar. Now, this one's got a long post to it, if I remember right. I chose Panama. Okay. 93 WIBC playing indie's best music 
Hammer hanging out with you. Hey, coming up a little bit later on, Marcus Bailey, meteorologist for Wish TV 8, will join us. we got a big winter storm warning in effect. Get the bread ready. Get the milk ready. Get the bourbon ready. All of that's coming up here in just a little bit. But first, don't forget to check out the contest page, WIBC.com. Your chance to win two tickets to the Ruoff Music Center, any concert you choose. How about that? It's one click away. WIBC, you are rolling through nine songs in a row. Turn the radio up. Let's warm it up. It's a little Van Halen. Here's Panama. Wow, that was a long intro. You had a a lot going on there. You had a lot going on there. That's incredible. (laughs) That's awesome. And now I'm... I'm just pressure's dr- on. Pressure's well, I'm dr- on. I'm drawing, like, I'm dr- there's so much pressure. I'm drawing a complete blank here. So again, it's a Bruce Springsteen song. It's Dancing in the Dark. Yeah, I know. I played it at your wedding. I know. The first one. <laughs> yeah. You so got, that's uh, why he's drawing You got blank. one minute till break. <laughs> All right, Kevin, fire it up. Rob, go. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Here's the boss. No, that was wrong. All right, so that wasn't even close. I gotta say, I think the winner is Casey. Casey won that. Yeah, I think. uh, Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, you really brought the energy, and it was. uh, I thought it was really good. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. uh, Well, I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. He had a lot to say. What do you got coming up this afternoon, Hammer? Uh, we are hour by hour getting you closer to <laughs> Snowmageddon. Uh, Marcus Bailey, meteorologist for Wish TV, will join us. Get the bread, the bourbon, the milk. Let's go. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.